Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another version of Bill Roden on Sports. Bill Roden in beautiful New York. And, uh, <laughs> you know, um, on a kind of momentous day in the history of law, um, you know, the George Floyd uh, verdict has, has come in. And uh, I guess it's, it should be, it's only appropriate that I let my friend and colleague, the great Jamal Murphy, who's also attorney, kind of uh, tell you what the verdict is. And his take on Murph. Yeah, no, momentous, momentous day. Yeah, I agree. Derek Chauvin was found found guilty of a third degree murder. He was found guilty of all three charges. Um, and you know, it was such a, uh, you know, it just seemed like such an obvious case all along. I mean, uh, he, you know, he it was all on video. Uh, he had his knee on on his neck. Um, George Floyd for his mother, saying he can't breathe, uh, all that kind of stuff. So it was really just telling that all black, all of us black people were so either nervous that that he was going to get off, or expected him to get off. Uh, right. In such you know, in such a open and shut case, it just shows you where we are as a people that we. This is almost a shocking result. Exactly. Yeah, even the store owners boarding the building, you know, boarding the store, the National Guard coming in. Because they said, you know, it's like highly likely that this guy's going to walk too. Right. <laughs> you know. Everybody knows. Like, it, it's crazy. Um, you know, because you're, you're like, I'm, I'm coming into the verdict. I'm like, well, that's a good sign that, you know, usually when, when the verdict comes pretty quickly in a murder case, it, it usually is a good sign for the prosecution because, they're like, all right, this is a pretty easy case. And even then, I'm like, well, every all signs are pointing positive, but you just you just can't trust it, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, everybody's nervous because, you know, you never know. But um, I was more well concerned. I was in my, my car. I was headed to, uh, um, in Pennsylvania. And I was thinking, say, well, I wonder how the, the police are going to react. You know, are they going to like riot? You know, they're going to like start pulling black people over, you know, and, you know, so I said, I wanted to put like a sticker on my car. Like, I love the police, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Finally, you have a you have an officer who does something like this and they are held accountable for it. So you would. So I think the hope is that other police see this verdict and are hesitant about killing black people like that's the hope you know that that's right well that's openly the hope of progress is that now there might be a deterrent because now we see that you you 
there's a possibility that you could actually go to jail for doing something like this. Or maybe th what this means is that they're going to crack down on people filming them. You know, so like now, they, you know, I mean, I, I guess I, I should agree that, yeah, well, maybe now this will be positive or something. But, you know, my thing is that they say, okay, well, how do we get around this? <laughs> you know, because I, I just don't think, I think people, you know, police who are, you know, these people who have infiltrated the police. And I, I mean, I'll start by saying that I think that the majority of, you know, most police people um, are professionals, you know, no matter how they feel about black folks, <laughs> maybe. But um, I just also feel that, you know, uh, you know, they just figure out, well, how do we get around this? You know, well, just don't do stuff with people filming you. Take them back in the, take them back in the police station, jack them up, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, I think they definitely have to adjust their tactics. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like they'll make a halftime adjustment. Right. Yeah. Speaking of sports, <laughs> as as an attorney, I mean, I mean, I guess clearly it's like you said, it's like open shut, but that's never stopped them. They're still trying to get justice for Emmett Till, right. uh, you know, for the person who shot Medgar Evers. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, cases like these, the, it's like, has really nothing to do like the legal question means nothing you know you know because right. really all, it's all common sense i mean and most of the law is common sense really right in a case like this where you have it on video we all know it's illegal to kill somebody um you know without without them unless it's, unless it's self-defense you, you know no person is allowed to kill anybody so it was a pretty easy case so it, it's it's really had nothing to do with the law had, had everything to do with the jurors and, and how, you know, what their backgrounds are, how they, how they felt about it. Um, I was surprised from the very start that, that um, the jury was made up of, I think four black, black people, two mixed race people. And then uh, the, the others were white. Usually in this mm -hmm. case, you're lucky to get one black person on the jury, you know? So I think even that, even even the makeup of the jury was some sort of. So I looked at it as okay, there, there's some progress even there, and then it turns out that that, that played a huge role in the verdict. Yeah, you know, we'll see. I mean, I I I think that maybe we should just, you know, hopefully, I was thinking the same thing too, but it's kind of like a warning shot uh, to you know officers uh, across the country that you just have to the, the stuff you used to get away with routinely you know, just egregious things. Right. You can't. Now, I am curious to find out what happens to the other case in uh, in Minnesota, you know, with the woman who murdered the guy. She thought she was using a uh, a taser, but she, you know, shot him with a gun. Uh, um, you know, I guess my other question, as we think about this, I mean, uh, does accountability work, work both ways? I mean, you saw the guy in Chicago, the young man in Chicago, Right. who was killed out at two o'clock in the morning firing guns with a, you know, and you could say, well, nobody needs to lose your life, but does accountability work both ways? I mean, it definitely, I mean, it's, it's always worked against us. Well, yeah, of course. So, right. There's all, we've always had to be accountable uh, for, for stuff we did and, and did not do. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think, I don't think much changes for, for the victim or for, for black people or, you know, Hispanic, like, like the, like the kid um, in Chicago, 
you know, I, but I think it does matter that he didn't he didn't have a gun like he didn't have a gun in his hand when he was shot. Um, hmm. Yeah, policing is a tough job. Of course, I get it. Um, you're running after a suspect, but but that's kind of what you're paid to do. You know, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? like you're not supposed you're not supposed to to kill someone who's not try- who's not shooting at you or not causing you a you know a present danger. Um, so while that's a different case, I get it, and I get it, I get, I understand where that's more underst- understandable. Where the where the policeman, you know, can you can understand a mistake made there, but still. Um, I don't think I don't think you say well you just excuse it completely like oh well you know right. you were shooting gun I mean that's that's what your job is your job is to to handle cases like that without killing the other person which which they tend to do for for white people who, right. who are armed well, you know committing crimes you know they they yeah. rarely kill them so I mean is this is this a uh, like a, a happy day I mean I felt bad not bad but. I was feeling like relieved in, in a way, um, and 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 like the President Biden was saying, but still think that it had to be the whole world had to watch it. It had to be so egregious, you know, that it had to be so obvious, <laughs> you know. I mean, I guess it's a cause of celebration, but you're like, damn, <laughs> you know. I guess that just indicates you know, what's happened to us over the years, that we never get this. It's rare that you get this, a, a particular white person uh, who's convicted of killing a black person. I mean, it like, never happens, or rarely happens. Right. No, I felt I was a little torn, too, in terms of, you know, I didn't, you know, I wasn't in a, a celebratory mood. Um, it does. It really just shows you that that something this obvious um, to bring, you know, for us to be so happy about it and for it to be such a big moment, it just shows you what a terrible position we're in in 2021, that, that this is what we're up against. And even when I was watching, um, you know, Sharpton and Crump and the lawyers, um, you know, after, you know, with their press conference after the the verdict, and, every, you know, everybody's just so happy and celebrating. Right. I, I, I get it, but to, but it, it did, it did, it, it is conflicting for me. Like, like why, you know, should it be like that? Is this really, you know, is for, for many reasons, is, should we be celebrating? Not just because, you know, we won a case that, that a white person would have, would have won has, you know, easily every single time, a hundred out of a hundred times, I wouldn't even think about it twice. But also, we're not done, right? You know, so you know, the job's not finished. We got more of these cases coming. Right. Is this an outlier? It's like everything else we talk about, where there's some sort of progress. Is it really progress? Exactly. We don't know until until down the road. Or is this, or is this more like a merry-go-round? You know, right. like you know, you, you know, you think it's progress, but then you look up and and you're at the same spot. You just go round and round and round. You know, what were you expecting? What was it? Going into it, were you expecting a, a not guilty? Um, I thought they. I actually thought it could have been a hung jury. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know that yeah. was sort of one of my worst case scenarios. It's like a hung jury, but uh, you looked at it; it was just so blatant and so obvious. You know that um, 
you know, I, I, which, which of course, like you said, didn't, then they stopped us before. But uh, you know, kind of like you, I, I, I just uh, maybe this sends a message that we've kind of turned the corner a little bit to the law enforcement. That uh, if you're a bad, if you're a bad cop, if you if you're one of the neo Nazis or white supremacists who who have uh, infiltrated the force, you're just going to have to take your change your tactics <laughs> a little bit. You know, you just can't be blamed because I mean, if you looked at at, at um, you know, what's the show? Show, you know, he was just mm-hmm. so so blatant that you're wondering yeah. that is this just part of the norm in the department that this always happens? <laughs> you know, yeah. like he wasn't doing anything out the norm, out the ordinary. You know, and, and smirking, yeah. kind of smirking. Well, he, I mean, no, right. it was just it was, uh, saying so. Yeah, no, and like and you were saying before about you know the cops. You know, you're sure you're. Pretty sure most of the cops are good, are good people. May I, I guess that I guess that might be true, but <laughs> right. we all. But it's a culture. It's just like anything else. It's like a you know a team culture, or a basketball you know culture. The police force is a culture where you 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 basically when it comes to stuff like that, you know you're being a good cop means being a bad cop means not exactly. not snitching on you know all the silence right. and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things they made a big deal out of it in this case was the fact that they had at least they had about 10, 10 policemen testify against him. Right. Saying this was not, you know, we don't train that way. Uh, he went, he definitely went overboard. And you yeah, went overboard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and I think, I think, I do think the prosecution was kind of masterful in the closing arguments where the, where he kind of framed it that way. He was like, he was like, listen, you you know, for the sake of good cops, you got to get rid of this guy. You know, you can't you can't allow yeah, this right. type of thing because all the other cops are bad name. Right, right. Yeah, I thought that they you know? made the point that this, this that this is about this guy. It's not about necessarily right. the police force, it's about this guy, <laughs> you know, and that this guy was over the line and you know it, you know. And then you're right for you other cops. You know, he, he kind of blew our game. <laughs> yeah, we got to get rid of this guy, you know. Yeah, it'd be so blatant. Yeah. Uh, hey, we're joined by uh, the judge, the great Glenn Woods, uh, the jurist. And um, uh, just just so you'll know, just to be transparent, we had already been talking, but then we forgot to hit the record button. So Glenn's going to have to start all over again. Okay. And, uh I, the, the, you know, but you use, Glenn, I, one of the things, you, the word you used, I thought was, I asked you what you thought about the verdict, and you said you were relieved. Uh, talk, uh, explain that, that you were relieved. Well, I don't think it's a time to be, um, to uh, celebrate. Um, I'm relieved because I saw that there, I really felt there was no option, no other option but to uh, uh, find a, a policeman the defendant um, guilty. Um, the facts appeared to be overwhelming. Um, I was relieved because, because of that, um, that uh, we had this um, unbelievable uh, film of uh, the policeman on uh, poor George Floyd's neck. Um, and as a result, I th- it, w- it was, it, there was there was no other way that we could uh, have achieved a fair 
um, uh, result uh, other than to find uh, the defendant guilty. So I'm relieved that in a time when um, uh, we've had verdicts that were not fair, that were not um, appropriate, that in this case, one of the uh, largest cases, uh, uh, one of the most um, uh, significant cases in our lifetimes uh, that uh, a uh, guilty verdict was um, achieved. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, we maybe this for the future, uh, this has implications for the future. Are you that optimistic uh, or should we just view this through a very narrow lens that that is this day, this verdict, and not sure what 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 the you know what the implications or the ramifications are for the future. Well, there, of, there, of policing, there might be ramifications in the future. Hopefully, we can all learn from this. Um, we um, have to look though. Uh, every case functions, operates, and is decided on its own specific set of facts. Um, uh, and as a result, I think to that extent, this case um, uh, stands on its own. But uh, it, it, hopefully it will have positive implications. Hopefully um, uh, uh, all of us uh, have now viewed uh, the justice system acting, resolving, and concluding a case in, um, in uh, it, the appropriate manner. Um, and hopefully the police will learn uh, what is an appropriate way to function in um, an arrest situation. Uh, so to that extent, uh, let's hope that one, we, 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 we derive uh, um, a, a feeling of uh, contentment from the decision and hopefully uh, those who are uh, involved in cases like this will see what the appropriate way is to function in uh, a similar situation. Hopefully police in this situation will see what is appropriate and what is not appropriate and understand the ramifications when they're not acting in an appropriate manner. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think this, the deterrent factor, like there has, in the past, there hasn't been a deterrent because they've been able to get away with this stuff um, every time Every time they, they commit an egregious act, yes, they do have to go through um, some sort of public shaming, maybe. But when it comes down to the trial and whether they do real, if, whether they're really punished for it, they never are. Um, so where where was the where was the deterrent? Why wouldn't they keep uh, committing these type of acts? So I think in that sense, I I do think it's huge now where other cops will will see oh. Oh well, they got him. You know, they, they locked him up. You know, he he was guilty of all of all the charges. So I think it's it has to mean something as far as that goes. I think you're right. Or, I think that's definitely uh, correct. The uh, the uh, deterrent factor, 
a learning experience. Um, uh, let's face it. And uh, uh, some people might be surprised at this, but Jamal, Bill, I know you guys aren't because I certainly uh, have uh, on uh, a number of occasions uh, encountered police uh, in a situation where uh, I, I felt I was singled out because I'm African-American. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully, hopefully uh, this will be um, a uh, learning experience, a teaching experience um, uh, for, for all of us, uh, but particularly uh, um, uh, uh, for those in law enforcement. And I'll tell you another thing I think that was important was seeing um, uh, the uh, heads of the police department in the Minneapolis area testify. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought that was critical uh, that they uh, testified um, um, uh, in a manner uh, against the actions of the defendant in the case. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I don't think... Uh, I caution people about celebrating too much. Right. Because I think, unfortunately, um, this is a reflection of, of our country. And uh, I don't think, uh, I think this, this should have been done. It didn't need to get this far. The jury did its job. The court did its job. Uh, ostensibly appropriate, or we'll say now, appropriate verdict was achieved. I I think as someone who is involved in making decisions in um, uh, difficult cases like this, uh, you never celebrate. I can only speak for myself. I I never celebrate. Uh, It's a matter of whether, uh, uh, based on the facts, uh, the jury, the court made the appropriate uh, decision uh, based on the facts and the law with which it um, had to uh, uh, address uh, itself. Why, 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 why not celebrate? I mean, because, I, and, and I'm listening to, you know, listening to the reactions and people are, you know, they are celebrating. And, yeah, and I, have the, I have the same feelings. And, and well, I think Jamal made the point earlier. So why is, yeah, why, why are you celebrating? Yeah, yeah, that's my, uh, my, uh, uh, you know, a life was lost unnecessarily. Um, uh, families uh, lost a relative, a friend. Um, uh, uh, as, you, as we know, Stephen Jackson, the former uh, NBA player, was a good friend of George Floyd. He's lost a, a dear friend. Um, uh, a child has lost its father. Um, uh uh, a uh, police department uh, 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 is looked upon in a negative manner. This, uh, it, I guess as someone who on a daily basis uh, has had a career where I have to address difficult decisions um, regarding the law, I'm more um, uh, uh, appreciative of the fact that the court arrived at the correct decision based on the facts and the law with which it uh, uh, was presented. Hmm. I agree. Yeah, I think, you know, the celebration part of it, yeah, it kind of, you know, kind of struck me 
in both ways where, I, you know, even his family members were, <clears throat> his family members were celebrating also. Okay? Oh, I understand that. So I get that. Um, but, you know, just, uh, you know, when thinking about it, just as far as the case goes, I, I agree wholeheartedly with, wholeheartedly with you about it's really not a time to celebrate. First of all, there's more work to be done. And this was an e this was the easy one. This was an exactly. easy case. I mean, what you know, what happens with the next one um, where the where the kid, you know, tried to get away, you know, right. Try, you know, try to get back in his car and drive away. What you know, there's still plenty of room for people to say, well, you know, you shouldn't have resisted. In this case, he didn't even I mean, George Floyd barely resisted at all here and he could and he couldn't. Uh, you know, while he was face down on the ground handcuffed. But but the other case where I, I still think, you know, the, the policeman is totally in the wrong to shoot and maybe even tase a person in that in that circumstance. Um, but it's, you know, other people think differently and we'll see how much they value black lives if, if, if you try to run away from a cop. You know, is, is it going to be treated the same way? And, and um, in this fact situation in this particular Jamal fact situation, there are still other cases to be tried. There are other policemen involved in this. So uh, this story is not over. This case uh, is far from over. There, uh, uh, there's a sentencing of, the, of this specific defendant, and then there are other defendants, other police officers who are to be tried. And this, unfortunately, is a theme across America, which all of us have and will, I guarantee all of us will uh, face, uh, hopefully not nearly uh, as dangerous as what George Floyd faced, but um, uh, 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 this is uh, an issue, a theme that we will face uh, uh, probably ourselves in the future in some form or another. So. Um, I'm I'm happy I'm, I'm I'm happy that the court did its job. I'm always happy when the court does its job in any case, um, uh, and I'm but I'm more relieved than 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 uh, celebratory uh, because uh, 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 I guess because of the adverse effects that this decision has had on so many people and the fact that the law as far as a trial goes, a trial is meant to address that particular fact situation, that particular trial. It's not meant to remedy a social ill right, across right. the country. And um, uh, we can't look for this trial to remedy what is a very large, uh, historic, significant problem in America. Um, uh, 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 we can hope that it will have an effect on, on some of us, but to expect it to change the course of America as far as police community relations, I think is a lot to ask. Yeah, and that's what I was saying uh, before about people saying, uh, oh, this is the beginning of, I said, well, maybe this is about this decision, this ruling today. <laughs> you know, uh, that's it. You know, like you throwing out as a plate. Well, you know, it was a close plate, but you throwing out as a plate. Now tomorrow is <laughs> a different day. 
it's a different game, different set of circumstances. Exactly. You know, yeah. uh, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I was more concerned. I was like I told Jamal earlier, I was driving. Uh, uh, I was in my car in Pennsylvania. Uh, and then uh, I was more concerned. So I wonder if all of a sudden, what's going to be the backlash? <laughs> Am I going to start getting stopped by state troopers? <laughs> you know, you know, because we all just like this yin and the yang, just for everybody celebrating. There's people not celebrating, <laughs> you know, who uh, think this is, you know, I mean, Jamal was listening to Fox News, you know, and I, I immediately went to like a couple of conservative stations. Like, what are they saying? And, mm-hmm. you know, we've been in these alternate, this alternate reality for the last four years that what, what seems to be blue to me, somebody said, no, 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 it ain't blue, that's red, you know? So there's that. Yeah, I, I see that too. Um, um, I, I can only speak, and Jamal, you're a lawyer, you know this uh, well. I, uh, each case stands on its own and a criminal case like this is meant to enforce the law and um, uh, address that specific fact situation uh, by applying the law to that fact situation. It's not uh, um, uh, normally intended to uh, remedy a, uh, his, uh, a large historic problem in, a, in, a, uh, in this country. Well, spring is here. And uh, summer's right around the corner. So you know what that means. It's time to break out those sunglasses. And it's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canaan. Canaan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, and stronger. And Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code CANANCAST15. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15 at Canaan.com to receive 15% off of your first pair. That's Canaancast15, K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15. Canaan, clearly better. Um, I just, just lastly, and, and I was speaking with uh, the judge, the great Glenn Woods, uh, um, just, just, uh, Lastly, and we really kind of touched about it. I mean, uh, that this was about this case. It's not designed to remedy anything. I mean, are you more optimistic today than you were yesterday? About, I mean, this has been your life. Your life is the law. Your life is is uh, uh, adjudicating the law. Um, is this a good day for the law? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, it is a good day. Uh, any day where... Uh, um, uh, a decision is uh, reached appropriately based on the facts uh, which it, uh, with which uh, it is presented um, is a good day. Uh, and I think that's what happened here. Um, uh, generally speaking, I still have uh, concerns uh, for the laws it's applied to the less fortunate, to people of color. I, I, still um, uh, uh, hold some concerns about the law as it works for uh, uh, certain parts of our society or does not work for certain parts of our society. Mm. Yeah, hey, good. Before, 
before we, uh, that was so eloquently said, before we let you go, before we sign off, uh, on a lighter note, <laughs> before you got on, you were talking about the nits and necks. Uh, right. Although today is a good day for the law, is it a good time for the Knicks? I, you know, I have to give the Knicks credit. They're playing good basketball. They're playing tough D. Um, uh, uh, Coach Thibodeau uh, uh, really, uh, 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 I, at times I'm a little concerned about his demeanor on the sidelines, but you can't argue uh, with the results. Um, I don't think that that is I, – I think there are a number of teams in the East and the West who are at least as good as the Knicks, but they're not having the success that the Knicks are having. The Knicks are getting better each, each night, and uh, um, uh, uh, they play tough D. They go to the boards. Their uh, perimeter shooting uh, has improved dramatically. Um, uh, I think I heard Mike Breen say tonight that they're the sixth best uh, three-point shooting team in the league. Um, you, you can't argue with the results. Yeah, uh, I don't think that necessarily uh, they're the prettiest team as far as uh, their style of play. Um, there are other teams that are, uh, might be uh, uh, prettier in their style, but you can't argue with the results. Yeah, I think I think it's all it's all Thibodeau. It's all Tibbs. You know, they they got a they got a good coach in there, um, and whatever team he's ever coached plays very hard. Some, you know, he's really criticized for having his team play too hard. Like he, you know, he's been criticized for playing guys too many minutes. Well, and he will do that. He'll burn these kids up eventually, but it'll be like four four years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> even Julius Randle, who's been you know, he's been a totally different player. He's been he's basically an all NBA guy this year. He's great, like a, almost a triple double every game. Uh, he's playing the most minutes. He's he's the num- number one in the NBA in minutes. So that's a typical thing right there. That's a typical right. But, right. I mean, and, and you got to give uh, R.J. Barrett is really boy has he improved his his perimeter shooting, his free throw shooting. Um, he sees the whole floor when he's bringing the ball up. Um, uh, he, uh, uh, and he's six, seven, he's a big kid. Yeah. Uh, uh, his future looks bright. This kid quickly looks mm-hmm. real good. And they're doing this without the big kid Robinson who, uh, messed up his, uh, ankle. Is that what it is? Jamal or, uh, I think a broken bone in his foot, something like that. Yeah. Um, I have the, uh, you have to, uh, respect, um, Coach uh, Thibodeau, as you guys said, in three or four years, he'll either uh, annoy the players or annoy management. Uh, right. And but maybe he can. Uh, let's face it. Also, the East is not, not as tough as the West. He might be able to uh, get to the finals uh, um, in the next three or four years. Um, question: uh, I'll throw it to you guys. Do you think he can attract any? Um, uh, free agents there. Now, that's the concern. It depends on who you are. Some the older guys with me, I don't want to go through that, you know, because they know Tibbs and they know his reputation, you know, and all that. You know, maybe I, you just heard, I heard a clip from Zion Williams just the other day and he was uh, effusing. He said, 
He said, New York is my favorite place. He's outside of New Orleans, of course. So right. New York, I love playing here. This is my favorite place. I was like, oh, here we go. You know, uh, and he said, I love playing here. I love playing the garden. I'm like, uh oh, well, <laughs> yeah, there it is. You know, so I think maybe a young professional, but I think Tibbs' reputation, I mean, great with the young kids like Randall and all that, but other, oh, you know, they, some older people, and I ain't going to that. You know, I, I, Deal. I don't need that. You know. Well, Coach Thibodeau is from the uh, Berlin, Connecticut, the town uh, uh, right next to us here. So he, so he is a homeboy. But uh, um, uh, uh, I agree with Bill. Uh, certain of these uh, guys uh, uh, realize that their shelf life in the league is only so long, and there's no need in uh, exposing themselves to the uh, uh, demands of a, 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 a taskmaster like Coach Thibodeau. Uh, I think some of them will feel that way. But of course, he's in New York City at the Mecca at Madison Square Garden. Let's face it, man, if they had uh, people in the stands, I've got a few people in the stands now, but if the garden was uh, getting uh, this normal 18,000, they'd be blowing the roof but off. Maybe they wouldn't be winning right now. Maybe because there's like, there's less pressure because you don't have 18,000, <laughs> you know, that's because remember, there are people who are playing great in the bubble, you know, with like no fans who are kind of struggling now, you know, like 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 right. Miami, who's a kid, Tyler Hero, they, they would be getting ready to anoint him as as of the next uh, Larry Bird and the <laughs> other kid, you know, and uh, now, you know, you coming back and you got to get on planes and and all this kind of stuff is a little different. So but but maybe to your point, maybe maybe next year, 2022. You know, 2022, 2023, you know, when you're going to start having those 18,000, I guess. That, that's another question. Do you think we'll ever, I mean, how do you feel about that? Will you ever feel comfortable being in a, in a crowd of 18,000 people uh, unmasked? It's going to be a while, that's for sure. <laughs> it's going to be, I, uh, 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 look, I, 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 uh, our family has uh, – season tickets to the Washington football team. And mm. that's an open stadium. And I'm concerned about that in the fall. Uh, mm. um, uh, uh, so to go into a closed building, um, uh, after all we've learned about uh, what's in the air and what we give off when we speak and yell and scream, you got 18,000 people doing that. It doesn't sound too exciting, <laughs> but uh, uh, uh you know, uh, we'll see. I do think, though, uh, particularly when we see Golden, what Golden State did last night um, uh, to Philly, although Philly didn't have Ben Simmons and they didn't have um, uh, the other kid, uh, J Jamal, you can show jo Joel Embiid. Uh, no, they uh, had Embiid. Tobias. They didn't have, yeah, they didn't have Tobias. No, Tobias. Tobias, right. Um, I, I do think uh, Golden State is showing that maybe the West is, is – uh, genuinely tougher uh, than the East. Uh, but that might be a, a, a real reason why the uh, Knicks can uh, um, uh, explode and uh, really climb uh, uh, in the next couple of years, as you're saying, Bill. Tibbs has them in the playoffs right now. They're in the sixth spot now. That's not even the play-in. They're like avoiding the play-in in the real playoffs so far. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's just because he, they play real deep. Like most teams don't play defense every night. The Knicks do, right. a couple of a couple of teams do. So, you know, that's the formula, but, you know. But they do in the playoffs, though. At this stage for the Knicks, getting to the playoffs is a huge deal. 
I agree. Right. Whatever it is, right. even if they're in the play-in games. The thing about the Nets, Phil, that concerns me is uh, that uh, uh, the big three just has not had enough time together, uh, uh, and we're running out of time. Well, they got about 15 games left, uh, 12, 15 games. You got a new coach. You got uh, 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 three stars. Uh, uh, you got uh, other supporting cast. They just haven't played together, and I don't know how you can – uh, uh, I'm not sure how you pull that together so quickly um, uh, um, in such a short amount of time. The other thing is, I'm not. Uh, I worry about their defense, as Jamal's saying about defense. Um, and uh, in the playoffs, uh, everybody can score. Everybody can score um, every night. And I'm. And I hope that the uh, the Nets are up to. Uh, 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 being able to stop people. You, we know they're going to be able to score, but are they going to get outscored? That's, that's what I'm wondering. But in the, in the East, I mean, you guys cover it more than I do, but uh, just from what I'm watching uh, from my couch every evening uh, in the East, it's not set in stone who's the best team. Uh, uh, I, I question whether Philly uh, has enough along with Embiid to stay up top. I would say about a month ago, I was all in on the Nets. Uh, this is when I think that all three of the guys were healthy, pretty, or health, at least all of them except for Durant were healthy. They were playing well. Uh, Harden was playing, of course. And then, and then, you know, you just figured that Kevin Durant would come back and be okay. But now he's only played a couple games since then. Right. Right. Um, so is he going to be healthy? Harden just had a setback. Um, he just he just reaggravated the hamstring, so they're saying he's not coming back anytime soon. So he might be back just in time for the playoffs. The only thing that saves the Nets to me, as far as that goes, is that all these other teams are in the same boat. The Lakers are hurt. We don't know how they're you know we don't know how AD is going to look when he comes back. LeBron, I'm assuming he's going to be fine, but he's still he's you know he still had a, a real injury and he's been out a month. Um, and then you know Philly and Bead is always getting hurt. Uh, Greek Freak has been hurt, you know, off and on all season. So it's like every team is dealing with these injuries. So it kind of puts the Nets in the same boat as everybody else. Denver lost Jamal uh, Murray. Uh, um, Yeah, I I see that. Uh, uh, And you never know. It might be some uh, teams that we least expect who uh, who surface. Um, but uh, I, I do think the Knicks, who knows? The Knicks are uh, – uh, uh, now, Robinson is a big loss. He really is a big loss. And I'm not sure they really uh, um, are, are, can make up for him in the, in the playoffs. Uh, but um, uh, it might be the Knicks. The, the thing that concerns me about the Nets, though, is time together, the lack of time together for that team. They just have and, – and I still think um, a lot of people poo-pooed the uh, addition of uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Hey, he was an all-star in 2019. Right. Um, uh, and this is 2021. That wasn't that long ago. Um, right. um, uh, and I think that's, that's a big loss. Uh, now, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge uh, is not what he once was, uh, and it's very sad – that he uh, had to uh, abruptly retire. But I think that's a big loss. I really do. Because if you get him in gear in the last 10, 12 uh, games, um, 
he doesn't have to be the superstar on the team, but he could have been a real uh, important contributor up front. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that expecting somebody like this young kid Claxton to come through uh, in in uh, in lieu of uh, uh, L.A. Uh, is um, uh, is a lot to ask for that kid, particularly mm-hmm. once again the team has not played together. Now you're asking them to formulate a system in the playoffs. I mean that's <laughs> a lot to that's a lot to ask because uh, uh, as you guys know. You guys know better than I do because you go to the games and you're there uh, front and center. The playoffs is a totally different game from the regular season. Yeah. Well, we're going to have you back to talk about that. But uh, today, the big news, although I've given you guys more time to talk about the Knicks than, you know, ever. But, uh, uh, you know, the big news was uh, the uh, news out of Minnesota. Uh, and um, I like the point uh, uh, you know, I like the point, Glenn, uh, about, you know, not celebrating and, and um, you know, just sort of, I guess I say the same thing about the Knicks, too. Not celebrating. Right. <laughs> not celebrating yet. This is yeah. a difficult time for our country. That's what yeah. I'm saying. This is a yeah. difficult time. We're seeing um, uh, the country becoming um, uh, sadly accepting of violence, extreme violence. We're seeing uh, increased poverty, unemployment. And uh, um, uh, uh, today uh, I'm relieved, but there's so much more that has to go on uh, and and improve uh, uh, for us as a country and for us as a people. Uh, uh, People of uh, color uh, really um, uh, are in a, a tough state right now. Uh, today yeah. is heartening, though. It is heartening. Yeah, but, but I, I, yeah. yeah. But go ahead, Jamal. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree totally. Just, it's a, it's a, it's a small but important step. Um, but and I agree, it's more relief than than any kind of celebrating. Um, because it yeah. because if it went the other way, it's 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 another totally devastating moment. So we, yeah, we were exactly. Yeah. So, well, anyway, a, a, anyway, a. Uh, uh, you know, our guest has been our uh, uh, friend of the program and sort of a uh, co tri host, uh, the great uh, Glenn Woods, Judge Glenn Woods. Glenn, man, it's always uh, great having you on. I always love your insights, uh, whether it's uh, talking about a trial or talking about Muhammad Ali or talking about the Knicks. Uh, well, always, and, that, uh, and that great fight that you and I attended, uh, Bill, back in uh, – uh, 1971, the uh, great Ali Frazier fight that, that we attended together. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, let's keep that story that way. And uh, Jamal, always great, man. Always uh, always great, uh, Jamal, to be on. Uh, you know, so, um, you know, continue to hold it down in Brooklyn. And to all our millions of listeners, um, you know, enjoy the day. Enjoy this particular day. Uh, but tomorrow, you know, you got to keep getting out there and keep grinding. That's right. You know, as they say, the struggle continues. So uh, everybody stay safe. And, um, you know, God bless.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.